and tricks and everything you need to be more successful on your fitness journey. And today's episode is going to actually be based on a question that I recently uh, found. I've actually been doing a little bit of homework on Reddit, um, just kind of looking at what a lot of people are um, having questions about, what a lot of the hot topics are. And you would be surprised at some of the questions on there. Well, actually, maybe you aren't surprised. I was surprised at some of the questions I found on there. And I'm like, wow, there is a lot of misinformation out there and then a lot of confused people. And honestly, today's episode is going to be perfect for me to kind of debunk a couple of things. Well, not really debunk, but just kind of explain things a little bit more in depth uh, based on this person's question. And it's a great topic. And I think that you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. But before I get rolling, uh, just a quick plug. I am going to be doing a masterclass this coming Friday. Um, the masterclass is meant to be for those of you guys out there who have a little bit of education on nutrition in terms of like you understand like calories and macros matter. However, you find it super difficult to like actually plan things out to actually get into this tracking habit. And maybe you're a little bit confused about the amount of structure, the amount of like rigidity or restriction that that implies on your life. And, and I want to make that a little bit simpler for you guys and understand how it can actually be very flexible and help you guys actually take control of your results. So this masterclass is really going to be breaking down how to make meal building and meal planning and, and tracking and all of that stuff, stuff so much easier so that you don't have to worry about it. It becomes just kind of like autopilot for you and you can go about your day, go about your life and you wake up every morning and you're seeing results and that's the way it should be. That's how every journey should be. It should be very much a part of our life. Like we don't go to work every day trying to reinvent the wheel, right? So our nutrition should be no different. And that's kind of what I want to get out of this masterclass. If you do want to join in, I will also put the link to the, um, the uh, application in my show notes for you guys to do that. But let's go ahead and roll into this topic today. So how does the source of your calories impact your body composition if the amount of calories is the same? Hi, everyone. I hope you're all well and are looking forward to the week end ahead. I know I am. I had a quick question regarding the influence of the source of your calories on your body composition. If the amount of calories consumed is the same, say, for example, someone were to consume 2000 calorie diet with sufficient amounts of protein for muscle growth and fiber, but substantial amount of added sugar, empty calorie and, and empty carbohydrates, et cetera. Would their body composition be different than if they were to have consumed 2000 calories worth of calories, 2000 calorie can consume 2000 worth of calories with the same amount of protein and fiber, but lower amounts of sugar, empty calories, et cetera. What I'm trying to say is how influential is the source of your calories compared to the amount of calories? People swear by saying that the key to losing weight is a calorie deficit. So you mean to tell me that I could consume a thousand calories worth of white chocolate and it would be the same as a thousand calories worth of kale purely from a weight management perspective. This is a great topic and something that we often have to experience as nutrition coaches. Um, and it is why I do kind of have a two-piece approach to my nutrition coaching where I am looking at a person's overall relationship with food and understanding of what it looks like to eat a balanced, healthy diet, but also understand that we have to also know that there is flexibility in play with lifestyle, social situations, and all those things. And having a balance of those two things are great. But the short answer to answer your question is honestly, yes. I'm sorry, honestly, no, I should say no. You could eat a thousand calories from white chocolate. And if that's all you want to eat, if you're in a calorie deficit, you can still lose weight. Yes, absolutely. However, 
I'm going to go into some things today that are going to hopefully help you guys understand why this isn't as cut and dry as it sounds and that there are some other things to consider in terms of that. So number one, she did mention that protein intake was the same. So she's really looking at tweaking the types of carbohydrates and the types of uh, fats that you're taking in because she even mentioned fiber being the same, which honestly, if you're changing the type of carbohydrates you're eating, you're likely not getting the same amount of fiber. However, you can still supplement with fiber on a empty carbohydrate, which there is no empty carbohydrates, but on a lower quality diet, you can supplement with fiber and still get the same number of fiber. It's just not coming from whole food. So it looks like protein intake is sufficient. So, cause that was going to be my number one thing to consider is you want to make sure that it's not just calories. So calories matter, but in terms of body composition, you have to make sure you are taking in enough protein because your body needs those amino acids to promote muscle growth and recovery also for immune function and things like that. And that's really, really important. Now, the other thing to consider is long-term nutrition deficiencies. However, once again, a person could supplement and get the vitamins and minerals that they're missing from their diet if they don't like to eat a lot of whole foods. So there is those two things that are going to be considered for long-term sustainability in terms of overall health and body composition. So that kind of covers that. So yes, in, a, in essence, she could, you could change your body composition as long as you're getting in enough fiber. And in my opinion, enough vitamins and minerals, whether you're supplementing with those and you're getting enough protein, eating white chocolate, green bean or white chocolate, uh, jelly beans and things like that. However, let me go into a couple of things now that are going to hopefully explain to you why this isn't always the best approach. So Number one is there are some other things to factor in when it comes to carbohydrates and loading. Um, and there's actually a study that I pulled up in terms of body fat storage, because some of our carbohydrates do have an impact on our insulin levels. And this is where the whole like low GI, high GA carbs come into play. It's also why you're going to find that in a post-workout uh, environment, a lot of people will look for those high GI carbohydrates because insulin sensitivity is so high, that's going to allow those nutrients as they get shuttled quicker into your muscles. So we are looking for a little bit faster digested carbohydrates then. Now that matters from a, a, a matter of how our body is utilizing energy. The, the matters are small. They're, they're not as, they're not like, you're not going to like all of a sudden it's not going to change how fast you lose fat that quickly, but you are going to see some differences in things and it might make things a little bit more difficult. So I did actually pull up a study. Um, and this is actually a medical study. I shouldn't say a medical study, um, like a peer reviewed study that I found. And it, it was, the study was titled, um, let me just scroll back a little bit effects of diet macronutrient composition on body composition, and fat distribution during weight maintenance and weight loss. Basically what they did, they did was they took a, a couple of controlled studies and they put them on two different diets, same calories. One was on a higher GI food, AKA what she was calling the empty carbohydrates, which is going to be a little bit lower in fiber, mostly like your white flowers and sugars. And the other was on a low GI um, diet, which is going to be more of like your fruits and vegetables, whole grains and things like that. And what they found was over the course of an eight week uh, controlled study that the amount of adipose tissue, fat tissue on the lower GI diet was actually better. Like their body composition improved a lot more than the higher GI diet. And the difference though, was they actually both did lose the exact same amount of weight, or I shouldn't say the exact same amount, but around the same amount of weight. So the weight loss was the same. However, they were noticing a change in the adipose tissue, specifically in the fat distribution around their abdomen in the lower GI, um, 
in the lower GI diet. Now, there's a number of reasons why that could be. Um, you know, it, it was done with a DEXA scan, which is probably going to be your most accurate uh, way of measuring things. But I think that there are a lot of other things that people don't recognize in terms of like those low GI things. Once again, though, this did not take into factor that maybe those uh, the lower, the higher GI diets might not have been having the same amount of fiber. So not as relevant to this uh, girl's question, but it is important to note, it, note that the types of food you eat are going to have a little bit different of an impact on your body composition. And once again, these studies, they, they try and control it as much as they can. There are a lot of variables, but honestly, I also can use my own studies and what I see in terms of the body compositions and then I, the types of results I get from my clients that do follow a higher quality food versus a lower quality food diet. So I do think that there is some truth in marriage to this just based on my own personal experiences of what I've seen and honestly how I eat. So just want to kind of pull, uh, pull that together for you guys to, to kind of give you guys a little bit of a backstory on the low GI versus high GI food. And I can kind of go into a whole episode and I think I'm going to break down proteins, carbs, and fats. You guys can kind of understand the best foods of each of those sources. But I want to keep today's topic mostly on this because I think it is really important to understand that what she's asking is honestly a question that a lot of people question. It's like, really, that's all that matters. And she's right. Like it's it's kind of weird to think that, but it is true. You could eat a very low or a low quality diet and actually still lose weight. So now. Here's where I'm going to go into a couple of other things that are going to affect your results. And I'm going to start by talking about the one thing that people don't understand is that even though as long as you're in a calorie deficit, whether you're on a high quality diet or a low quality diet, you can still see weight loss. The problem is, and this is where people might have an issue with this, is if you have a large appetite, when you are on a more processed diet, you end up having to drop calories a lot more. Why is that? Well, there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, the thermic effect of feeding is different in a lot of processed foods versus not so processed foods. So for instance, the last thing she talked about was the thousand calories worth of white chocolate. Is it the same as a thousand calories worth of kale? No, because your body has to do a lot more to break down that kale. There's a lot of vitamins and minerals that need to be broken down and, and utilized and assimilated. There's a lot of fiber that's not getting digested. There's a lot of other things. So the thermic effect of feeding, which is how much energy your body burns just to break down that food is number one. Number two is the digestibility and absorb, absorption of those foods. So your body is likely going to digest and absorb all the calories from white rice, jelly beans, those types of things, white chocolate. It's probably not going to digest and absorb all of those things from things like oatmeal, sweet potato, green beans, and all those things, because there's other things that are going on that are getting passed through. So that is a huge thing along with, and, I, and she mentioned calories, but not really differentiating between carbs and fats. So that's a whole other area. Your body is going to store more calories from fat than calories from carbs. Now that's in a calorie surplus, not in a calorie deficit, because we all know that if you're in a calorie deficit, you're still taking in less energy than you need. However, the storage of those calories from fat is a lot easier than in carbs. So just another thing to think about for those of you guys out there that are a little bit carb phobic. So you end up having to drop calories more, which makes it really hard for you to be consistent. If you do have an appetite, you know, this is where a lot of people practice, like a lot of like fasting protocols and stuff like that. And the other thing to go over is the sustainability of this, because we want to realize that long-term sustainability is key. And Surely, if you want to keep tracking your food in an app because you want to check the 
calorie content of things and you want to, you know, live your life that way, that's, that's fine. You can totally live on a processed food uh, plan. However, you're going to have to be supplementing with vitamins and minerals. You're also going to have to realize that you're not going to be able to eat as large of portions. If you've ever went out to an Italian restaurant and tried to look up the nutrient facts on a piece of lasagna, you're likely sadly disappointed when you realize you can probably have a quarter of it for the same amount of food that you could have a whole plate of chicken and veggies and sweet potatoes and, and sauces and things like that. So understand that the satisfaction factor, although the taste is there, the amount is likely not going to be as satisfying as if you had a whole bunch of food. And this is why I'm a big believer in finding a balance. I'm the kind of person that's like, Hey, if you really like Italian food, how can we make Italian food be part of the plan? How can we make a little bit healthier options and have a little bit of that stuff with it? You know, like if you're going to have pizza, have one or two slices of pizza, but have a nice big salad with some grilled chicken on it as well. Learning how to have that blend of things is so important because that's sustainable long-term beyond just weight loss or fat loss. We want to think long-term for that. Now, I'm going to go into a little bit of an opposite side of this, because I think it is also very important that for some people, they have to know that they have to start somewhere, right? And for some people starting off with a quality-based approach isn't realistic. Maybe they do have a really hard time, you know, like they're, they're trying to wrap their head around like meal building and meal planning and all that stuff, but they just don't have the mental capacity to do that. Or they're really, really busy and they have to rely on a lot of convenience food, and and in those cases, sometimes focusing on calories and macros can actually be more of a good place for them to start than worrying so much about the types of foods and the quality of the foods they're eating, those foods they're eating. Because if you can make it simple for a person to start to take control of their nutrition one way or the other, it's a great start. It doesn't mean that we're not going to start to change and transition things over time, but sometimes processed foods can actually be easier to control calories. It is also often why sometimes when people are out to eat, I actually do look for things that people might see as quote unquote processed, you know, like when a person's looking for a carb source at a restaurant, it might look a lot more whole food based to have the sweet potato casserole with whatever dried cranberries, because it's all like whole foods, right? However, it's really hard to control the calories in that. We don't know how much oil they're using. We don't know how much of the cranberries or what kind of honey they're using on the, on it. You know, we, we don't see all that stuff. Whereas I'm like, just have the grilled chicken sandwich. They're like, well, that's so processed. Well, yeah, it is, but it's also a lot easier to control the calories in it. So it's not really a, a this or that analogy. It's really under this or that kind of a statement that I'm trying to make here. It's understand that they both play a factor into your results and that at the end of the day, all food is processed. And if you're really trying to make changes to your health and your performance and all those things, the types of food you eat are going to matter. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel more satisfied. You're likely going to have less inflammation in your body. But that's not always the case. Sometimes people do fine on processed foods. It's important to figure out what works best for you and learning how to take that and run with it. And I think that it's really important for you guys to understand that yes, calories do matter most, but the quality of those calories are going to allow you to optimize how you're doing in your day, how you're feeling. So that was my main thing today was just kind of going over this, this question because I thought it would be a really good one for me to unpack. And I think I'm going to tack on this uh, to next week. I'm going to kind of break down, you know, high quality versus low quality on like protein cards and fats. You guys have a little bit of a place to start with those types of things um, and how they all fit the day. So that's what I got for you guys today. 
hopefully that was a helpful, helpful episode, a little bit of a shorter episode today, but that's all I got. Have a great one. Oh, by the way, last minute, don't forget Friday noon, Eastern standard time. I made it a little earlier this week because I thought that maybe I normally do nighttime, but I'm like, well, let me try the afternoon. Cause sometimes people are like, well, I got to work. I got to go to the gym. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll catch you guys in your lunch break. And I am going to be recording it so that you guys will be able to actually, you know, purchase not purchase it, but you'll be able to watch the recording later on. So that's it guys. Thank you.